0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another week of the Ninth State Sports Show Football Edition. My name is Joe Marcellina. Joining me once again, former football coach in the Granite State, Mike Lockman. Mike, how are you doing?
1: Doing great, Joe. Happy to be back, as always.
0: These, uh, you know, these Monday holidays are, are really, uh, I think we talked about this last time uh, around Labor Day, but they are really screwing me up. I feel like it's been 10 days since the last football game, even though it's been about 48 hours. I don't know about you. Yeah,
1: but, uh, it's unusual. You know, you get used to having like the long weekends with a Friday holiday, but the Monday holidays are always kind of goofy. It. Uh, I mean, hey, we'll take them. I didn't get the day off. I don't know about you, but.
0: <laughs> I mean, I. I, if, if, I, I guess physically, like I, I didn't go to any work today, uh, but I had stuff to do.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, no such thing as days off anymore.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's yeah. not a thing. Uh, not during uh, football, not season, during football at season, at least. Yeah. So, as always, you can so, send us your questions and questions. feedback by shooting an email to <laughs> nhhighschoolsports at gmail.com or on Twitter at NHHS Sports. Uh You can listen to the show Tuesday mornings at nh nh-highschoolsports.com. And, um, yeah, you know, I think, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, we're going to start where I think we've started the last couple of weeks, um, talking about games that uh, they got postponed from the weekend because for, um, you know, the uh, probably... Th- third or fourth time this season there were a handful of them uh, including one of the bigger games of the year uh, in division three you get Pelham and Trinity that was postponed uh, by Trinity Um, they had to go on a 10-day pause because of uh, COVID cases within the program then you also had uh, Newport and Raymond uh, postponed and, and Raymond has already canceled or excuse me postponed their game coming up this week uh, with Newfound, uh, Lebanon and Bo got postponed and uh, Kennett and Guilford Belmont, which was must have been a, a real last minute one because I was checking for the score Saturday night and all of a sudden I saw that one wasn't on the board anymore. and um, So that was a, a kind of a surprise there. Uh, yeah, I guess the good news is, is that <laughs> because Raymond had to cancel their game with Newfound this week, uh, I know we talked about there being a Tuesday game this week. Well, that game's no longer on Tuesday. Um, that Newfound and summer th- Summersworth now are going to play on Friday because neither of them were going to have a game this week. So uh, so that's I kind of a shame because I was
1: looking forward to, like, the unique novelty of a Tuesday <laughs> night N H I A football right, game.
0: Right. Yeah, I know. Like, I was thinking about that because the start time was listed as 7 o'clock for that. And I'm like, you know, I get the th- 7 o'clock on a Thursday, That that's one thing. 7 o'clock on a Tuesday where there's, you know, I'm not sure exactly how far – it is from from Newfound to summer, Summersworth, but you know it's it's probably you know I would guess what half hour, forty five minutes at least. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, so I mean that's... I don't, I don't
1: know that there's anything between any of those places that isn't a half an hour. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like I, not not that I'm not that I'm making a a fun of them, right? That's like right, where right, I live, right? right? I, where oh, yeah, I you live, you can't get anywhere yeah. under a half an hour. It's it's just it's just remote, you yeah, know. You're in the middle of nowhere, man. I like it though. <laughs> when you uh, don't like people, that works out nicely. <laughs> just,
0: just
1: <for laughs> well, I was bummed. I, 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 I'm sure many people were. Right? I don't think the uh, the ink wasn't too dry on our recording. Right? I, I don't think I don't think we had. Uh, I, I don't think the podcast had had gone up yet. So we had we had recorded the podcast thinking about that that Trinity uh, Campbell matchup. Right. And uh yeah. we we talked it up obviously as being a you know a big game and uh one of the ones to go see if you were just looking for a game and then before the the podcast even went up it, I think I saw that uh that they had had to call that one so that was kind of a bummer as well.
0: Yeah, it was it was close. Um Yeah, oh so so for anyone that wanted to know I just looked this up it's an hour and 19 minutes from from Newfoundland to Summersworth. Yeah. Um so a little bit longer than I guessed there. Uh, but anyway yeah there that game is going to take place on Friday uh but yeah yeah it's it's um it, it really is a bummer that that game uh was one of the ones that that is now uh fallen victim to uh to covid um because yeah god you know that that was um you know two teams that are 5 and 0 um in the division um you know with the way the football rating works out they're not technically tied for first Pelham has a better rating right now uh than Trinity does but I mean, they they play a similar schedule. If neither of them have any games canceled from here on out, and they win out, uh, they both go eight um, 0 You know, they they I think the way it would work, they would have the exact same rating. So then you get into other crazy tiebreakers, which the first ones head to head. Well, they wouldn't have a head to head, and you know, you have to keep going on down the line. Which, you know, there there are, are tiebreakers put in place, but I mean, at this point, then you are talking about you know the tiebreaker potentially being. You know, best road win in the division. Um, you know, under a full moon or something. I don't know something ridiculous. Um, yeah. You know, so it's it's kind of a bummer that that's that's the way. And it's not the. And you know, there's another situation here too where, you know, right now you've got Kearsarge and Manadnock who are both three and two uh, in the division, um, having only played five games because their game against each other got canceled. Or or yeah. postponed or whatever you want to call it right now, it's in limbo. Um, again, that they they both could end up, um, in the same in the same situation as as Pelham and Trinity, and that one even a bigger one because it's for the last playoff spot. It could be for the last right. playoff
1: spot. It's a shame when any game gets canceled, you know. And and again, right, they're they're gone. Right, you don't get them back. You don't get to make them up. Right, football, unlike some a lot of the other sports, right, you can't play multiple games in a week right kids bodies aren't designed for that right the 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 game planning process doesn't facilitate that right like you can play one game a week so you it's not like you can say uh and i I misspoke earlier i don't know why i said i said campbell trinity i meant pelham trinity so thanks for bailing me out there but i you know you can't
0: i didn't even notice so (laughs) you didn't catch
1: it well and the the, the listeners might not have caught it either so i I just i just ratted myself out but uh (laughs) I, I, well, I realized we, right after I said it I had misspoke, but uh, now we all know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. But that's a tough—you know—that's a tough one not to get back. As is the the one you were just talking about, because again, now it's strange for playoff implications and stuff, right? I mean, potentially even for top seeding yeah. implications. So, like I said, it's a shame to lose any game. Um, and, and you know, Joe, you're really good at. Uh, at football, NHIA history stuff, right? I, we got we yeah. to figure out at some point as we, as we move through the back end of the season here, I don't think it was this bad last year.
0: I mean, what you mean in terms of games getting canceled?
1: Yeah. Like just losing the games, right? I, I know there were, there were programs that, that had to shut down at various points. And there's, I just don't remember this level of chaos.
0: I th- I th- Well, it, it it was, I think because, you know, there were a couple things I, you know, I, there may have been fewer games canceled, um, but I think when it happened, it was less of a, su- a surprise. Yeah. Um, I do kind of remember the one that stands out because I went to it was, um, you know, Merrimack-Salem, weren't supposed to, they weren't supposed to play each other, and then they ended up playing a game because they both had teams cancel on them um, midweek. So right. It also, was a rare instance yeah. where
1: they actually that, did get to make it up because they each had another open week appear, right. and they were both available as a result so they were able to to like last minute i think i mean i think it was determined like on a wednesday night yeah, or something
0: yeah. and then they played friday yeah so i don't right uh, I, yeah. but i mean that was the rarity i don't think that happened too often um, right you know and I, and I think just in in general you know i mean we had last year schools were remote um people were wearing uh, masks probably more frequently um you know, so that people were just taking more precautions too. I think that affected, you know, some of the the amount of games that were canceled. I thought I had a a copy of last year's schedule like right on my desktop here, but I don't. Um, so yeah, you're
1: I, right. Some of it is it, it could be that you know it's become a little bit more normalized now, right? And so the the caution levels may not be as high for for students yeah, and things yeah, like exactly. that,
0: right? So. Um, yeah, I thought I was going to be able to pull that up real quick, but I, I guess not, just to kind of get a rough idea. But, but you know, I, I think, um, so I, by my count, I, there's been 13 games that have been canceled or, or you know, not played this year. Uh Through, yeah. what, six weeks, se- seven weeks if you include the one coming up this week. Um, so, I mean, that's, I, I, it's probably not quite as much, but the fact that it just keeps, it keeps happening, I think maybe makes it seem like it's, been a little bit more drastic this year
1: yeah Um, and i think last year you had more dramatic program impacts where you had teams that just shut it down right right yeah and this year it's it's more sporadic you know you you lose a week here you lose a week there and then you're back and somebody else loses another week here or there right it's it's more uh i guess isolated to weekly or maybe you know two at a time week impacts but it uh it's more. I think it's just more jarring that way, you know. You just right. don't know what to expect week to week, or even day to day.
0: You know, and what what I found really interesting um, is, I, I mean, i haven't I haven't talked to anybody. I've asked a couple people about, you know, a uh, couple ads whether they've they've heard of any other sports getting um, having games canceled or postponed, and, and no one can think of any, uh, or no one's heard huh? of any. So, which is that's another aspect that, that that seems strange to me. I mean, I know football; you need what you need at least 22 probably in the neighborhood of 22 kids i mean i guess you can get away with less than that but not too many fewer than that so i mean if you only have a program of like let's say 40 and 15 of them get covid or have been exposed and need to quarantine i, I mean then you're in trouble um, right you know and you can't play but i mean i i, I mean i can't maybe it's because other sports like i you know soccer you got 11 out there and, and i don't really know that you need too much more than that um
1: I think it's the closed quarter nature of fo- football, too. You know, like, you know, you could say, hey, we had a number of kids on the soccer team or the field hockey team or whatever that, you know, may may have been affected or may need to quarantine or what have you. But the the risk of running your other kids out there who may not be symptomatic but could still be infected or something isn't as high because the games are more, you know, the it's more spread out. You are know, not in each other's faces. Whereas literally you know, the offensive and defensive line are in each other's faces for pretty much the full forty eight minutes, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not to mention the tackling that takes place and the downfield blocking and all that kind of stuff, right? So I think it's I think it's also probably just a higher risk level for if there's even a possibility that it could be further you know, I mean, we're speculating, of course, but it's it's a different. The sport has a different nature to it than a lot of the other fall sports do.
0: Right, right. Yeah, certain certainly speculation in aspects of all science, because we neither one of us is. Uh, we have no idea when it comes to.
1: No, I have <laughs> no idea. It, it, I think we sounded like relatively intelligent, and that's about. As close as I could hope for being <laughs> anywhere in the neighborhood of credible. Yeah,
0: that sounds. <laughs> Maybe we ought to talk about the stuff that we do know a little yeah, bit about. Um, which yeah, is the football. Let's, let's actually talk to talk about some football. Right, um, right. Some some people might say that's up for debate too. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but um, you know, it's uh, it's been an interesting season uh, for anyone that's gone to see games at Stello Stadium this year. As uh, I feel like I've been there. Uh, rather frequently, um, you know, not not necessarily every week, but certainly the last three weeks, because uh, you had kind of the round robin there between, uh, you know, Nashua North, Nashua South and Bishop Girton um, with right. the, the three teams playing each other over the last um, last couple of weeks. And two of those games, um, you know, came pretty close to down to the wire. You, you also had um, BG playing Merrimack there um, a couple weeks ago. Which was another game that I—that one was a little bit closer, I think, on the scoreboard than maybe the game initially was. Um, but but this—but uh, the the BG uh, Nashville North game Friday night was, um, yeah, it was one of the more interesting ones in a in a, what felt like a season full of some pretty interesting games. Um, BG did come away with a, a 26-25 win, uh, and that final score came about when um, North scored two touchdowns in a couple of in just a matter of minutes in the fourth quarter. Um, but then lined up for what would have been the tying extra point and missed it one. And and it was one of six, uh, kicks missed by each team. You know, I, I guess, I guess the trend that, that took place in the NFL yesterday really started at Stello stadium on, on Friday night, you know, cause yeah. you, had, you had five missed extra points and a missed field goal in that game. Um, you know, so it was, uh, it, it just kind of a heartbreaking loss for for North. Um, you know, a couple weeks after they had the the two point conversion game against Nashua South, where South gets the two on the final play of the game to win. Uh, but you know, it was uh, it was North's
1: been in nail biters all year. All year, like.
0: yeah, they've had to either hang on to games. I mean, their only game that that wasn't close was that thirty three nothing loss they had two weeks ago at Keene. Um, yeah, but they've they've been in quite a few games, and I just. Um, just kind of jotted this down here uh the games that have been at Stelos this year I mean you've had um three games that have been decided by one point at Stelos this this season uh another one decided by three and then another one actually this past Saturday between Nashua South and Pinkerton that was decided by a touchdown yep. and then uh, BG Merrimack was a 13 point game so yeah just um it, it's crazy that that the games over there have been have gone the way they are, and North has a big one. Uh, hosts a big one again on Friday w- with Salem, um, which will actually be their final uh, game at Stellos this year.
1: It was interesting too because the Salem uh, Keen game was pretty competitive this past weekend. Yeah, and you had mentioned yeah. Keen was really the only team to kind of route North, which I, I still think is a little surprising. I think Keen's a good team, but. Given the battles that North is, in, you wouldn't expect what did you say it was thirty three to nothing.
0: Yeah, we um, yeah, have very surprising um, there.
1: Yeah, you know, so I, that 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 ends up kind of having a, a, a uh, I, I, I guess, an interesting story to it when you start looking at common opponents and things. But yeah,
0: um, you know, yeah, the the going back to the the BG North game, just kind of a a, a strange night for for BG in the sense that, um, like you said. Not only were the the kicks not going in, um, special teams in general was not great for the Cardinals, um, and t- the turnovers were not uh, did not go well either. I mean they they ended up I think um, going th- three and three uh, on turnovers. You know that they turned the ball over three times and South did as well, or excuse me, North did as well. But um, you know one of them was returned by North's uh, Luke Peters, seventy four yards for a touchdown. Um, you know another one came. Oh, and then they had a, a play on, uh, you know, the touchdown that North was able to get at the end there was set up because, um, you know, no one from the Cardinals played uh, an, a kick. It wasn't an onside kick. It was just a, a short kick that probably went as high in the air as it did far, and no one just went for it. Everybody was kind of yeah. hoping somebody else was going to field it. Right, and North um, North came in and, and, and grabbed it. Um, oh, that's a backbreaker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, but, but some interesting bit of history here. Um, this was, this might be – it's kind of hard to believe just because you think of, of how successful BG has been, you know, maybe not so much in the last couple of years, but just over maybe the last, you know, 20 or 30. Um, this was their first win against North since 2015, uh, and only their second win ever. Um, you know, because they didn't play um, – you know, North was it being a new school – um in what 2004 i believe uh they didn't play until bg came up to division 1 in 2013 and um that year north uh knocked bg out of the playoffs with a win there they they'd only won two previous times against uh against the titans so that was kind of an interesting fact
1: oh yeah i never would have guessed that yeah i would have thought it would have been more even it was not no <laughs> <laughs> well, I also forget that they don't—they don't do the um, the sort of city championship format anymore, right? Where you know it's it's whichever one of those schools. Uh, oh,
0: it's not. You mean it's you know, not like,
1: kind of like what Manchester yeah, does, right? Like they 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 went years ago on the Turkey Day format to just it's North South, right? Right, yeah. and BT's right. kind of out of the picture, so yeah, you, you, you don't get as many of the uh, the matchups as you might have gotten otherwise.
0: Right, right. Uh, you know when I mentioned um, North has a big game with with Salem coming up this week, uh, and then Saturday night BG hosts uh, Pinkerton, so that's another another big game there. Um, you know, so you got back to back days with uh, with big, you know big games at Stelos Stadium. Also, Pinkerton's uh, second Saturday game in a row at Stelos, where they played uh, South the previous Saturday. Um, so that's kind of an interesting. Um, schedule change for them. Uh, but yeah, it's um, looking to be a big weekend there.
1: Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up. I thought that the, uh, I thought the Pinkerton South score was a little closer than I expected it to be. You know, we, we've been commenting over the last couple of weeks that South's defense seems to just be out of sync. You know, I mean, I, I think we know they can run the ball. They've got a good offense. They've got good athletes on their roster but we were talking about how we, we just, just can't figure out why it seems that their defense has struggled so much. Right. And, uh, you know, Pinkerton's got a pretty good offense, and, and to hold, um, you know, to, to have that be a one-touchdown game and a relatively low-scoring game, I mean, it wasn't like it was a it was a, uh, barn burner kind of thing, right? I think it was 28-21 20, right. yeah. Pinkerton, if I'm not mistaken, but... It was a one-touchdown game. It was relatively low-scoring. You know that 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 game kind of surprised me a little bit. Not didn't surprise me that Pinkerton won. It that just the results sort of surprised me.
0: Yeah, and I, I believe that um, South actually had a lead, um, if not at halftime, but but at some point um, in that game, um, you know it was um, excuse me twenty-one fourteen Pinkerton you know, going into or early in the fourth quarter and South came back and tied it, um, you know, so it was kind of back and forth for a little bit there, too. And and I'm yeah, I, I you know, I just thought with the running game um, that Pinkerton has that they there was the potential there that that could that game could get out of hand uh, at some point. So that was good to see that it, you know, maybe South has figured something out. Maybe they did turn the corner a little bit um, right. with that game. Um, it may be. Unfortunately, you know, scheduling wise or playoff wise, too little, too late. But um, you know, they they've got a good one, uh, or they've got a, a road game coming up over at Alvern that's going to be, um, you know, a little bit of a challenge. I think just given Alvern's size and and the fact that that game is on uh, you know grass, where they it feels like they've been playing on uh, the turf field there at Stelos almost all season.
1: Right. Yeah, an Alvern team that gave Merrimack all they could handle this past weekend. I know Merrimack is. Is banged up, particularly on defense, right? I think they're I think they're probably starting two or three freshmen on the defensive side of the ball, which is you know that's pretty difficult to overcome. But but uh, hey, you still got to play, right? You still got twenty two guys, so that you know eleven on offense, eleven on defense, and Alvin gave Merrimack all they could handle this week.
0: Yeah, um, you know the other other game that I got to see uh, this past weekend. Um, I don't I don't often say this uh, this publicly. Uh, But, man, this was a tough game to watch. Uh, Londonderry at Wyndham. Um, I mean, the final score was the final score. was 42-13 Londonderry. Um, Kind of what I I expected something similar going in. Uh, What I didn't expect was that, uh, you know, you'd have uh, 26 accepted penalties, uh, 29 flags total. Uh, Lundedale had 16 of them for 130 yards, and, and Wyndham had 10 for 59 yards. Uh, that 130 yards that Lundedale had in penalties was was just 16 yards less than what Wyndham had total offensive yards on the day. Uh, uh. Just a, a a brutal game to watch. Um, you know, uh, Lundedale had or turned the ball over three times. Um, you know, a couple of them. You know. In, now, would
1: you say those were those forced turnovers, or were they just sloppy play turnovers?
0: Um, one that I can one that I can remember off the top of my head uh, was definitely a forced turnover. That one came early in the game with Londonderry uh, driving. Uh, actually, they had scored on the play before, and the play was called back. The touchdown was called back on a hold, and then on the next f- play, they lost the fumble. Uh, there was one. Uh, Another one was where uh, in the the third quarter, um, or no, excuse me, the fourth quarter, where Londonderry had the ball at Wyndham's one, and um, a Wyndham player, I forget, uh, I'm not sure what his name was, uh, just kind of, you know, jumped the gun, uh, bowled over Londonderry's center before the snap. Um, You know, they line up for the next play, and it kind of had flustered their center enough that he botched the snap. The ball goes rolling around on the ground and, and, and Wyndham recovered it. Um, uh, you know, so kind of tough plays like that. Um, you know, it was
1: a, a I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't say they're known to be the, you know, the least penalized team in division one or anything, but you know, they've been, they've been pretty successful over the past few years. and They've struck me when I have seen them as a, a fairly disciplined team, you know, I mean, they don't, like, they make a bunch of mistakes and certainly not penalties the way you just described, so, you know, kind of an odd, kind of an odd stat line there for penalties for, for these teams, you know, and I wonder sometimes whether a team like Londonderry who's used to playing at night, uh, you know, if you just get out of sync playing those Saturday afternoon games when they do pop up occasionally.
0: Well, I think part of it Penalty-wise, or, you know, it, it, what happened, um, and I think what a big part of it was, was that um, on the, on Wyndham's first drive, they got Londonderry to jump off sides four times uh, on that drive. And uh, one of which, um, you know, led to a, uh, or excuse me, two of them led to a first down uh, for, for Wyndham. And I think that just kind of, you know, it's one of those things that it kind of snowballed. You know, you see that many flags against you. And then, you know, a little bit later, another one comes out and then another one. And you just kind of you reach a point of, come on, like, is this this can't be for real. Um, And you just get frustrated. And I think that frustration turns into more penalties, Um, you know, and at that point that, you know, maybe the officials just like any little thing you do now, I'm going to throw a flag. I don't know. You you would know that better than I would as a as a coach, you know, if, if official starts to uh to just kind of get. uh you know, just starts looking for anything that you're doing at that point to, to, to penalize
1: you. Yeah, I I, I got to say, I've been in a game or two where it's felt that way. Uh, I, I've, I've coached at games where it felt that way before we even kicked off, right? I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll never forget, speaking of Wyndham, I never forget going over to Wyndham. Uh, Sourhegan versus Wyndham, we were both undefeated. It was probably like a week six game. And right out of the gate, I had the officials, before we even, you know, shook hands for the coin toss or anything, were all over me about, um, you know, a a kid's knee brace that apparently wasn't equipped correctly, even though he had had the same knee brace on every single week. And I got it checked by the refs every week and no problem, right? They were over three of my starters for having the, uh, you know, the face shields kids wear. Yep, yep. Uh, No, they need to take those off because they're tinted. (laughs) <laughs> like, I like it's never week six you know so so yeah i've I've felt sometimes that I don't know whether it's uh, you know didn't get enough coffee in the morning or what, but uh there have been some times where you can kind of feel you know there's there's game momentum, but I do feel sometimes there can be there is such a thing as officiating momentum, yeah where if it starts to snowball against you it, it can go fast.
0: Yeah, it uh, and it, and it really felt like that was the case, um, you know. And it was every time there was a flag on the field. Even as as Wyndham started to pick up its fair share late in the game, it was still every time there was a flag, it was you know all right, what now? What now? What do we do? Um, yeah. But kind of, I you know, there there was uh, there there was a highlight or, or a couple of highlights from that game, and and uh, you know, for the second uh, second week in a row, I thought. Um, or at least the second week in a row that I've seen him, Drew Heenan really uh stood out at quarterback for Londonderry. Uh I had him at seven of eight for ninety nine yards and four touchdowns uh in that game. Two to to Colby Ramshaw, who uh I mean is just your your prototypical big guy, just you know, th- go uh toss the ball up to him, let him go get it, kind of uh tight end there. Um, but you know, that part of uh that part of Londonderry's game looked really good. Uh, when they you know when they had the ball when they were throwing it um you know and and, and Heenan's looked look pretty good he's you know filled in the last couple of weeks for uh for Aiden washington as he's uh dealt with an injury um and it was funny kind of listening to to coach Lowe's on talk after the Alvern win about uh, the possibility of of getting washington back and, and having them on the field at the same time uh just to throw another wrinkle into things
1: yeah. Well, I'm sorry Joe that you had to endure that <laughs>
0: well, co- yeah i i i'm i'm glad someone uh someone feels my pain there
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well as like i said hey i you know i have I've, I've been involved in those games at times and it's it's never fun right and even i'm i'm sure the the coaching staff uh you know when you're in a game like that i mean it's embarrassing you know you think yeah. to yourself you know have we not you know have we not worked enough on mental discipline or you know, certain rules, whatever it may be, you know, if you're getting a lot of holding calls or whatever, you know, or, you know, if there's uh, a lot of encroachment things because you're getting drawn off, hey, you know, have we not been working discipline against snap counts versus, you know, watching the ball movement? You know, I mean, you just, you tend to blame yourself a lot. So it can be a really stressful game for the coaches as well. You know, embarrassing, right? I used to get embarrassed even though, you know, Upon reflection, it's like, hey, it's not, it's not my fault, you know. But it, it, it feels like your fault that day. It's for sure.
0: So, um, you know, the, those games are on the one, one side of Division One, the the uh, Southwest cluster. On the other side, this this past week, um, we had a couple games in the West, the East Conference that kind of. I think went maybe the way, or at least the I shouldn't say went the way we thought they were going to, but maybe the teams, uh, one that we thought were were going to, where you had Winneconne beating Portsmouth Oyster River twenty-one-six, and then Exeter beating Dover forty to nothing. You know, so that puts I mean Winneconne at six and zero, kind of. Um, I mean if they're they've got to be a lock at this point to make the playoffs. You look at the rest of their schedule. They got Goffstown this week, uh, then Central and okay. Memorial. Yeah. Um, you know and then Exeter at uh, four and one because of that one cancellation cancellation they had against Central. a couple big games for them coming up Bedford at home this week, then at Portsmouth the following week and then at Concord to end the year. So really like it you know looking at the schedule um, in in this cluster, it's like this might be like legit playoff weekend here. Um, yeah you know, like I said, Bedford, Exeter, Winnicut at Goughstown, and then you have Dover, Portsmouth Oyster River playing each other. Uh, on Friday. And that game, I mean, that game is basically an elimination game. The loser of that game um, probably isn't going to make the playoffs where, you you know, you've got Dover right now at three and three, uh, Portsmouth Oyster River at four and two, and really with the toughest part of their schedule coming up, they played, like I said, at last week, Dover this week, Exeter, and then they finished the year at Goffstown. You know, so a lot, a lot is going to shake out um, after this weekend in, in that cluster. Um, it sh- you know those are those all uh, all three of those should be uh, fantastic games too.
1: Yeah, yeah. Dover's been a little bit less consistent than I originally expected them to be. Um, you know, and, and and it doesn't surprise me that Exeter beat them this weekend. Forty to nothing surprises me though. Yeah, yeah. Same here. You know, and that's not to take anything away from from Exeter. I I just. I feel like Dover still has some explosiveness to them, right? I mean, you know that they've got good skill position people on offense. They have a good quarterback. I didn't expect them to get shut out, and I really didn't expect them to give up 40 points. I thought Exeter would be the better team out of that matchup and would come out of it with you know, maybe a 28-14 win or something like that, but I didn't expect 40 to nothing. I don't really know what happened in that game. Um You know, in other words, I don't know the story, right, whether something snowballed or whether somebody was injured or whether it just got away from them. But uh, that surprised me a little bit.
0: Yeah, I I would definitely agree with that. I mean, there's probably to a degree of of maybe a size difference. there. I mean, Dover's not the biggest team up front. Uh, Maybe that had something to do with it. Um, Yeah, but...
1: um, Right, and Exeter, with the style of offense that they run, they can really hurt you. if you're undersized and, and you don't really, you don't, you don't know how to play against what they do well, you know? Yeah.
0: Well, let's, uh, let's, let's turn our attention to um, division two. And I think we've probably got, I mean, we, we can't, we can't talk about division two without talking about maybe uh, the hottest team in uh, in NHIA football. And that would be uh, the, uh, the Manchester West blue Knights who uh, picked up their fourth win in a row um, this past weekend in, in comeback fashion, too, I believe. I believe they were down at halftime against Pembroke uh, and rallied for a 41-28 uh, to 28 win. Their, their fourth win in a row this year. And, um, you know, the, the significance of that is, um, I believe that's their fourth or their, their first four win. Uh, let me try that again. Let's try it again. The first time they've won four games in a row, uh, since 2006, which was yeah. in between their playoff years in Division One, They, they uh, made the playoffs in, in 05 and then again in 07. Um, 2006, they, they missed out by a game, I believe. Uh, but they did have a nice run to end the year um, with a couple wins in a row. And that was back before Bedford had even opened. So you still had uh, a full allotment of Bedford kids at, at Manchester West. Um, but yeah, they, uh, they matched that, uh, with the win last week and, um, a couple guys that stood out in that game. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, but, uh, Icy and Taylor, um, the, the starting quarterback at West, uh, had 133 rushing yards and three touchdowns, uh, and also an 80 yard touchdown pass. Um, and then you also had, um, Taylor Gallant who had 135 yards, uh, and a touchdown and, um combined 100 return yards in that win. Um, you know, and it, they
1: were down two possessions at one point, weren't they? I that? believe
0: so. I want to say it was something like 21 to 12 at halftime. Uh um, Yeah. Yeah, so and and you know, I was seeing that, you know, while I was you know, at the the legendary Windham game, so I was just checking Twitter occasionally and I'm like, "Uh-oh, well, you know, this, you know, maybe maybe this could be it." Um, yeah, but then they make that big comeback in the second half. Um so, really nice win for them, and and really exciting to see. Uh, you know, if they can get a win this week, um, you know they go on the road, they play at Milford, which is coming off a huge win of its own um, against Hanover, in uh, Hanover its first loss. I mean, that would uh, that would be quite the statement to uh, to go into Milford and get a win there.
1: And that was a road win for Milford, if
0: I'm not mistaken. Yeah, correct. Yeah, they had to go to Hanover.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's a tall order for, for for West at this point. I mean, Milford's been rolling; they've got some quality wins against Bo, Sauhegan, Hanover. Um, you know, I, I almost think of them as you know. I know they lost to um, to Lebanon. I think it was probably week two. Yeah, or a week so um, three. But I almost think of them as the as the kind of the other Division two obvious power right now. But you can't count out the momentum. That the Blue Knights have going right now, right. yeah, um, and so yeah, I mean that that's shaping up to be a, a a really game of the week type of game right there, which you know we say that now, and hopefully we're not jinxing it like we did
0: <laughs> the, oh, <laughs>
1: yeah. the Pelham yeah. Trinity game last <laughs> week, which got canceled, um, because that that that's turning out to be a great story for both of those teams right now.
0: Yeah, and they've got you know their their schedule. They, I mean, like I said, this Milford game is is a tough one. Um, they then play Sauhegan at home the following week, um, you know, and then they, um, and then they go to Bo to end the season. Which, you know, Bo's always a, a, a plays a, a tough game or t- is a tough team to play. But just the fact that they've had a couple games canceled this year, I wonder, you know, is that going to be maybe, um, you know, how how will they be at top top form going into that final week? You know, like they normally would be uh, at that point in the yeah. year.
1: It's 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 cool because in years past you might look at that that those last three games Milford Sauhegan Bow, and and you know you'd be you'd be penciling in W's for each of those teams against West. Where now I mean again I, the I think the Milford West game that might be a tall order for West, but I don't think it's out of reach by any stretch. Not with the momentum they've got going, yeah. and then they could conceivably run the table against. Valhegan and Bo, not that either of those are are mediocre teams. I don't think that they are, but they've been up and down this year, certainly.
0: And I mean, um, as of right now, they would uh West would be a playoff team too. Right. That's yeah. Uh very exciting. Um and yeah, hopefully um hopefully they they can find a way to get in. It would be uh, a fun story to see kind of continue on and and also just to to carry on into the postseason It'd be great you know yeah I, I love
1: it when you get teams that haven't yeah. been there for a yeah. while making statements like this you know it's you get so used to uh, you know the 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 teams that have built consistent programs always being there and stuff and I, and that's great too right there's nothing wrong with that but i I love mixing it up a little bit when one of these teams finds its rhythm and Turns themselves around and, and they start making some noise. It it just it just makes it a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I agree with that one hundred percent. Um, you know, we already talked about um, the the Trinity and, and Pelham game getting uh, getting canceled, um, but there was another D three game that uh, that was pretty a pretty big one um, and a, and a bit of a rivalry game I would say over the last couple of years. Um, not you know, more so because of uh familiarity than anything else, but you had Manadnock at Campbell uh this past weekend. Uh Campbell coming out with a uh a shutout win in that one too. Um wanna say it was eighteen to nothing. Um I thought I had the score right in front of me here. And there it is. <laughs> um yeah, an 18 to nothing win for Campbell in that one. And that kind of, you know, that's a bit of a boost for them. You know, if they they still have to play, they play Pelham this week. Um, you know, obviously that's going to be a tough task to try to, you know, knock off the Pythons. Um, you know, and, and I, I don't know. If, if there's a team that gets hurt the most by this um, cancellation between Trinity and, and, and Pelham last week, it might be Campbell. You know, because if, if one of those teams drops an, a game – and then maybe drops another one you're not expecting. Uh, I think Campbell was right there with an opportunity to maybe jump up a spot. but
1: um, Right, it would have opened the door for
0: them. Yeah, so maybe not as likely now. Yep. Uh, but, you know, in that game um, this past weekend, uh, it was, um, I believe it was scoreless going into the second half, which, you know, I was kind of surprised by. Not that either team, you know, scores a ton of points. Yeah. Um, you know, but but they, you know, still um, to see that game scoreless at halftime, and then Campbell comes out and gets a pair of touchdowns in the in the um, in the second half, uh, getting on a, getting him on a on uh, onside kick too. You know, they score the first one, they turn around onside kick it, get the ball back, score again. Um, you know, and that kind of, I mean, that's got to deflate a team. Um, you know, at that point in the game, especially after you've been playing so well.
1: Yeah, yeah, and. and... I, 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 again, you know, I mean, it, it's 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 been so topsy turvy this year, but uh, I, I I just think I, you would have expected a little bit more. I, I don't know. I was I was I was just about to say you would have expected a little bit more offense in that game, but I don't, historically, those two teams have had really strong defenses.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, you, th- you think about you think about the the first of the two years that they played in the final. And I, I mean, both were hanging sixty points on teams on a regular basis, right? And, and you get into that game, and I th- I want to say the final for that game was like twelve to seven or twelve to six. Um, yeah, they were slugfests. Yeah, yeah, and the, and same, yeah, same with the next year too. I mean, there it was a little higher scoring, but not by much. Um, you know, and then just you know, looking at final numbers, I mean, Campbell's defense held Monadnock to forty six yards. Um, which is just
1: total offense, not yeah. just like rushing offense or something like that. Total, just total,
0: total offense. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, it, so maybe, you know, Campbell, um, you know, they, they had a close game with Kearsarge early in the year. Um, you know, they um, only scored 16 points against Conval, which is, you know, struggled to, to slow down, um, you know, a lot of other teams in the division but maybe they're starting yep. to to kind of figure things out and uh, you know win, th- you know, realizing that they're going to have to rely on that defense to win um you know win more games i mean they've only allowed um let's do let's try to do some fast math here uh 49 points all year if i if i added correctly Yeah. Um, you know so that's a that's a quite a, a nice number there for any team yeah um you know and then um Looking at Division 4, um, you know, more so than maybe any game that was played this past week. I think that just the, the news out of Raymond is probably the the biggest thing. I mean, you've got them. This is now, with, with this week's game canceled, um, that's now three straight games that Raymond has not been able to play. Um, and, you know, you're getting to a point where, I mean you look at look at their schedule they still have Summersworth they still have Bishop Brady coming up um you know Summersworth has been very good uh this year going to be tough for them to for Raymond to, to maybe upset them uh, but you know anything's possible but then it's also possible that that this um issue continues on for Raymond maybe they only end up playing four games they end up 3 and 1 uh, that could have a huge effect on the playoffs in, in Division Four, and, and, and you'd really hate to see that, I think.
1: And are we still without an answer as to what happens to these, you know, what, what, how they're going to classify these cancellations? You know, again, we've talked the last couple of weeks about how we don't really have an answer on, you know, hey, if I'm, if I'm Raymond and, and I'm the team that ends up having to uh, bow out of a game because of whatever, right, COVID conditions on the team – is that a forfeit or is it a like it never happened and and you know you know now again like we've been talking about you defer to football rating like what do we still not have an answer as to how the NHIA is handling that situation um no <laughs> oh man they're gonna have to figure that out at some point here if if it's been if maybe they know and they're just not telling us i
0: i I mean i hope maybe that's it because we're getting it yeah you're right there's three weeks left in the season Um, yeah and there needs to be an answer for this and and i mean as far as i know i haven't i have not seen i have not heard anything um you know i mean i haven't really been uh you know working the phones in the last 48 hours. Um, right, right. you know, but what did they do last year? they Joe, you know we old, opened up
1: the they didn't podcast ca- this week t- kind of talking about, you know is it, it feels crazier this year and, and and all that discussion that we had comparing last year to this do you remember i don't i actually don't remember how they determined things last year i think i think it didn't factor right because the playoffs were kind of
0: they were open they didn't count right it it just it was just
1: like a yeah like everybody made it and you just sort of play elimination right right
0: the the regular season didn't count in terms of of standings or seating or anything like that um i mean i i maybe maybe that's not you know Totally fair. They just didn't they, they just didn't count the games. They, it's like they were, you know, they weren't scheduled. They didn't exist. Um, You know, they uh, they seeded teams, I think, based on kind of what their record was or maybe what people thought, where they thought they should be, that the, the football committee thought they should be. Um, But it was like an unlike any other sport in the state, every other sport, as far as I know, drew names out of a hat or numbers out of a hat. Uh, mm. To determine what their playoff seedings were going to be, which um, that also
1: stinks. Yeah, that's a that's, <laughs> that's a whole terrible. other
0: that's a whole other um, you know. That's uh, a whole
1: other podcast discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: we, yeah. We don't have enough time this week to talk about that. Yep. <laughs> um So yeah, the, the the games just didn't count last year. Um, it so it really didn't matter when things got canceled, uh, beyond you know not being able to play the game. So I, yeah, it something I don't, I don't know. The last I heard, there still wasn't any any determination, Um but I I don't, um, something's got to be figured out soon, you know. Just because it's it, like I said, we're we're three. There's three weeks left in the season, Um and teams are really need to gonna figure out. Um, are they playing that first weekend in November or or, or not?
1: Well, maybe they just haven't made it public yet, and, and maybe if there's a if there's a coach or uh, a player or a parent who who listens that that actually knows what the criteria are going to be for, for coping with these lost games, you know, right into the right into your magic uh, your magic email inbox. There, <laughs> give them the email again, Joe.
0: It is uh, nhhighschoolsports@gmail.com. Uh, yeah, we don't. we've
1: given you another reason to write in, other than to yell at us about not picking your team or something this week. <laughs> this yeah. time, we actually just want to know: Do you know how this thing works? Because we obviously don't.
0: <laughs> I, I'm honestly, I I would be. I don't think anyone knows yet. Uh, it'll it'll be a discussion, hopefully figured out in the next couple weeks. So, like we said, uh, November fifth. Uh, I think it's November 5th. Let me should before I go and say that I should double check. Uh, no, February, I think you're right. November 5th and 6th. Um assuming anybody uh, moves to Friday night games. So uh, yeah, it's that's coming up really fast. But, well, any other uh, any other thoughts uh or, or uh, observations to add uh Mike before we wrap up this week?
1: No, I think it's like you said. I mean, there, the you know, this the, the it's always uh you know, those last 3 weeks where you know, there's there's some as as you worded, it, right? It's almost like there's a couple of playoff games start happening now, right? There's you know not maybe not mathematical elimination type things, but pretty darn close for some of these teams, right. especially with some of the matchups that we've got coming up. So, you know, the games become even more important down this stretch. Um, and uh, you know, as as much as we just admitted, we really don't know what the heck is shaping up. Things start to shape up a little bit more. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh... Well, he is uh, Mike Lockman. Mike, thanks again for joining me this week.
1: Yeah, thanks a lot, Joe. A lot of fun, as always.
0: And I am uh, Joe Marcellina. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.